I pray 2023 will be your year of liberty. I really pray that for you, that the Lord will give you liberty, total liberty from bondage in 2023. And thank you for being with me today. Let's just pray. Let's just pray and believe God that 2023 will be our year of liberty. In Galatians 5.13, the Bible says, we are called unto liberty. Paul says, you are called unto liberty. Lift your hands and say, Father, I pray in Jesus' name that 2023 will be my year of liberty and my family too, in Jesus' name. And Lord, we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory that you will answer that prayer for all of us. In Jesus' glorious name. And God's people said, Amen. You know, there are many different bondages. There's spiritual bondage, there's emotional bondage, there's financial bondage, there's family bondage, physical bondage, a lot of bondages. But, the, but God's word says, you are called to be free from all bondage. And that's why I want to lift your faith. That's why I've come to you with this teaching to lift your faith, to believe that this is really going to happen in your life. And let's believe together it's, it's going to happen quickly. Now remember, where the Spirit of the Lord is, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. In 2 Corinthians 3.17, we read that. Where the Spirit of God is, there's always liberty. No bondage can, can exist when the Holy Spirit is present because liberty comes by His wonderful presence. Now, I want to remind you of a, few, of a few things I've said the last few days. Number one, that you cannot deliver yourself by your own strength. That's in Psalm 33, 16. Even if you're strong, you, you cannot deliver yourself. It's clear in Amos 2, 14, 15. And, and, the, and the reason people get into bondage is because they walk away from the covenant. They walk away from walking with God in covenant. Ezekiel 17, 15 says, shall they be delivered if they walk away from the covenant? Shall I deliver them? They can't be delivered when they walk away. So people need to stay in fellowship with God and we need to call on him. Psalm 72, 12 says that we call on him for liberty. When we lose our liberty, we, we need to get back on our knees and start praying, Lord, we need your liberty. But remember, Remember Isaiah 51. This is a key. Isaiah 51, 14 says, I have put my word in your mouth. God there talks about how uh, in verse 14 through 16, which we looked at, Isaiah 51, what how the person in bondage wants to be free, wants to be delivered. And then the Lord says, but I'm the Lord. You know, I'm the one who is God Almighty. I've divided the sea, meaning the Red Sea, meaning that I'm the only one who can do it for you. So if you're in bondage and you want to be free, here's the key. I've put my word in your mouth. Ah, so that's the key. So God says, okay, I've heard you, and the way I answer you is by putting my word in your mouth, and you use it now. You have to use it. We can't be free just by praying, Lord, set me free. God gives us his word. He uses his word to liberate us. This is really important because a lot of people don't, don't know that. It's the word of God that gives us freedom. Great peace have they that love thy law. 
Great peace have they that love your law. Well, peace is liberty. So you can't be free from bondage, whether it's satanic bondage, demonic bondage, sin, sickness, whatever, without the word. It's the word of God that gives us liberty. And today we're going to talk about the word of God, how God uses his word in bringing us liberty. Now, when we go to, to, to Ephesians 6, so let's go to it quickly. He starts in verse 10, which we've covered already. So he starts with the, with the defensive parts of the armor. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or traps or schemes of the, of the devil. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness and high places and so on. So, I, I, again, I covered all that. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand or with it stand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. And he begins by giving us the word. He says, make sure that you girt your mind. But he says here, having your loins girt, it doesn't mean waist because I showed you in First Peter that the loins deals with the mind. So he says, make sure you fill your mind with God's word. That's number one. Number two, you fill your heart with God's word. That's in verse 14. Having your loins girt about with truth, right here. Then your breastplate over your your heart, again with with the word. Then your walk, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That means your walk now is influenced by the word. And then it says, and above all, verse 16, taking the shield of faith. So now, because of that word in you, you're living by faith, not by sight, where you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And then it says, take the helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation is endurance. Endurance. They that endure unto them. And again, I've covered all that, so I don't have to go through it. Now, what I want to deal with is the sword of the Spirit. Lord, I give you praise for what you're going to show your people about this. I give you praise. So I told you now, God says in Isaiah 5, uh, uh, 51, I put my word in your mouth. I put my word in your mouth. So now you, you and I have to use it. So the second we, we have the word in our mind, in our hearts, in our walk, in our faith, in our endurance to the end, now it comes into our mouth. It comes into our language. I've put my word in your mouth, and that's where the sword is. And so it says here, and take the sword of the Spirit, I'm reading verse 17, which is the word of God. So endurance is what he says earlier, and then he says, because that's the helmet of salvation, then he says, okay, now, you take the word, and you start using that word against the enemy. Now, let's talk about the word. Very important, very, very powerful stuff. Okay. Now, remember, we have dealt so far with defensive weapons. The girdle, the breastplate, the shoes, the shield, the helmet, all are defensive. Now we come to the sword, which is offensive. Let's go to Psalm 45. Let me show you something really beautiful. Okay, Psalm 45, we're going to read verse 1 and then 3 and 4. Verse 1 says, my heart, my heart, David says, my heart is in tiding or bubbling over, like overflowing, with a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made, touching the king, meaning Jesus. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. The minute the word of God 
gets in his mouth. The next thing he says to the Lord in verse 3, gird thy sword upon thy thigh, O most mighty, with thy glory and your majesty. And in thy majesty ride prosperously. Now, David is speaking by by the Holy Spirit. He says, okay, the word is already in me. Now, Lord, you guide your sword upon thy thigh. Whoa, this is so powerful. Now that the word is in my mouth, Lord, you can use the sword through me. It's what he's saying. Gird your sword on your thigh, O most mighty, with thy glory and and your majesty. And in your majesty, ride prosperously because of truth. Where? The word in, in my mouth. Because of the truth in my mouth. And meekness. Now, when you fight in a, in, a, in a war against the enemy, we're to fight in meekness, meaning humility, meaning knowing it's God doing it, not you. Don't let pride get in there. We use the word of God with humility. This is where many people make a mistake. They think they're the ones fighting. They're the ones. No, no, no. It's God now. He's the man of war, not you, not us. But we give him the weapon to use. We give him the weapon. We fill our mind. We fill our hearts. We fill our walk. We fill our faith. We fill our future with his word. And when that happens, now like David, we can say, Lord, my tongue is ready to speak. My tongue is like a pen of a ready writer. Wow. Now, Lord... Gird your sword. You're the one who's going to fight for me and through me. He says, your right hand will teach the terrible or awesome things. Meaning when God begins to fight, it's awesome. So now David is, is full of God's word. And as a result, God uses the word in him. So you cannot have liberty without the word in you. Remember, remember, Isaiah 51. All right, verse 14. The prisoner wants out. The, the prisoner wants, he's hasting to be free. Okay, just in case, just in case, you were not with me a few days ago. I want to read you Isaiah 51, 14. And then it says through 16. The captive exile hasteneth that he may be loosed. It could be you. You want out. And that he should not die in the pit, nor that his bread should fail. But I am the Lord thy God, that divided the sea, whose waves roared, the Lord of hosts is his name. And I have put my words in your mouth. I have covered you with the shadow of my hand that I may plant the heavens, live the foundations of the earth, and say unto Zion, you're my people, meaning you are my people. You are the only one privileged to use my word in your mouth. The, 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 the world has no, they have no, no power. They don't have the privilege of having the word of God in their mouth. Only you, and only you can drive the devil away. Resist the devil, he'll flee. With the word, with the word, with the word. So we are the ones who say, Lord, I'm going to equip my life with your word. My son-in-law, Michael, asked me a question years ago. He said, what is the key to longevity in, in ministry? I said, 
Get the word in you. Build a well. Build a reservoir of God's word in you. So when the trouble comes, you know where to go. You know where to find the answer, the word of God in your heart. So I'm telling you right now, if you're in bondage, it's because the word is not there. You've, you've walked away from it. You've stopped reading the Bible. You've, you've stopped receiving the word. You've stopped praying. And that's how doors open. Demons don't enter without a door being opened. If I'm talking to somebody who's harassed by demons, you open the door. Don't get mad at me. I'm telling you the facts. You, you open the door by not listening to God through his word, by not reading your Bible, by not praying, by not you know, staying around the saints. And bondage begins like that. We go, people go back to the old life. That's why it says don't be conformed to this world because it's possible to be conformed. It's possible to go back into sin. But you can come out of it. The good news is you are God's child. You are in the kingdom. You can find your way back to the arms of God's love. You can do it. The world cannot, but you can. I don't care how far you've gone from God. His arm is very long. (laughs) He can reach you in the deepest pit, believe me. Like Cody Tamboom used to say, there's no pit so deep, but Jesus is deeper than the pit. So he can reach you where you are. You just have to call on him. But you can't call on him without the word in you. Because God says, okay, you can call on me, but I've put my word in your mouth. And when I put my word in your mouth, use it. But how do we do that? We cooperate. We receive the word, Ephesians 6, 10 and on. We receive the word in our mind, in our hearts, in our walk, in our faith, in our future. When that happens, now we are ready like David. And God begins to use it against your enemies, your enemies, the devil himself, and the devils, demons, all of them. Zephaniah 2.5, look what it says. Because God uses his word. Woe, it says, unto the inhabitants of the seacoast. The nation, I'm reading Zephaniah 2.5. The nation of the Cherethites. The word of the Lord is against you. The word of the Lord is against you. He says, I will even destroy you. So how, how does God fight? Through his, through his word in us. Even Satan is destroyed by the word. I love what it says in, in Isaiah 27. Not only does God destroy the enemies with his word, he destroys the devil with his word. Isaiah 27.1, in that day the Lord with a sore and great and strong sword, the word, shall punish Leviathan. Who's, who's Leviathan? The devil. The piercing serpent, even Leviathan, that crooked serpent, he shall slay the dragon. Ha <laughs> ha, he will slay the dragon that's in the sea. Who is the dragon? But the devil. God uses his word, his word. But his word has got to come through you and me. We are workers. We are, we are God's children. We are God's vehicles. We are God's people. And God uses his people. He says, through you. You need to read again Isaiah 51, 14 to 16, because here's a prisoner wanting out. And God says, I have put my word in your mouth. I'm God Almighty. I divide the sea. I put my word in your mouth. Now that, that I may plant and destroy Through who? Through you, because I put my word in your mouth. And never forget that what David said, my mouth is like a ready writer. 
My tongue is like the pen of a red rider. Lord, put your sword on. And God fights for us, through us, through us. And that happens really powerfully when we join the word through prayer. In Jeremiah 1, verse 9. Because see, prayer, I mean, prayer is that battlefield. It's like the war room. You know, there's an old movie that Suzanne had me watch years ago called The War Room, where that lady was praying, praying for her husband. it's, It's war. And we use the word. We say, Lord, you said in your word. You said in your word, like the, the apostles went in Acts, said, Lord, you said in your word. Why do the heathen rage? And God heard them. And the upper room shook for the second time. They were filled with the Holy Ghost for the second time. And great grace, great grace, and great power came upon them all. Why? They used the word. Moses knew how to pray. When, when God was about to, to, to destroy Israel, in Exodus 32, he said, Lord, you said to Abraham, you said, he knew what God said, he knew the word. And what does, what does the Bible say? God repented of the evil he was about to do to, to Israel. That's most, one of the most awesome portions of the whole Bible. God was so angry to destroy Israel. And Moses says, you said, Lord, you said. Whoa, wow, powerful. So God has put He's made his word available to us. Neglecting the Bible is the most dangerous thing people do because they have no weapon. When the devil comes at them, there's there's nothing to fight with. You can't fight with your experience. You fight with the word of God. Jesus said, it is written. I've said this many times. Here's the Lord in the waters of baptism. God God spoke and said, this is my son. I'm well pleased. Remember that? In Luke. The devil comes a few days later and says, if you are the son of God. Now God already said audibly, this is my son. You know, everyone heard that, the devil included. And the devil comes and says, if you're the son of God. Jesus could have said, weren't you there? Didn't you hear God say so? He did not say that. Why? Because Jesus understood you cannot use experience against the devil. No matter how great your experience in God is. No matter how mighty the experience you've had is. The only thing that defeats the devil is, thus saith the Lord, it is written. And Jesus knew exactly how to to defeat the devil. It is written. And the Bible says we resist him with our faith in prayer. With our faith, meaning the word of God in us. So if you don't know the Bible, if you have not been reading the Bible, you're in serious trouble. If you want 2023 to be a great year for you, get to know the Bible. Build a reservoir of God's word in you. Now, start today. Don't wait. From Genesis to Revelation. And don't rush either. And don't jump all over the place in the Bible. Just keep reading. God will give you that word in you. Right as you need it. Now, you you mix prayer with it. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 9. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations, over the kingdoms, to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build and to plant. Wow. Jeremiah was praying. He was talking to God when God said those words. 
Now in prayer on your knees, use it. Use it. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We don't fight with earthly weapons. We fight with spiritual weapons. The greatest weapon, the word of God, the sword of the spirit. That's how we bring liberty to our loved ones, to our own lives. You pray, you pray the word, you pray the promises. Now, I, one of my favorites is Jeremiah 23. Oh, I love that verse. 23, 29. I pray that you will remember that for the rest of your life. Is not my word like a fire? <laughs> Verse 29. Is not, I'm reading Jeremiah 23, 29. Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. God's word. It doesn't matter what bondage is in you. The fire of the word will burn that bondage out of you. Whatever is in your life that feels like a rock is in there, the Bible will literally destroy that bondage in your life. God's word. That's our answer right now, precious people. So, I told you, you know, you're called to liberty. You cannot deliver yourself. Even the mighty cannot do that. Now you need to pray and let God put that word in your mouth. And as you get the word in you, it gets in your mouth. And now you start praying the promises. And now you're going to see some powerful things happen. But remember, you get that word first in your mind, Ephesians 6. Then in your heart, through meditation. Then in your walk, it begins to affect your life. Then your faith comes alive. And next thing you know, your future is secure. The helmet of salvation deals with endurance. Endurance, I I taught you all that already. And then we take the sword of the spirit. That's number six. And number seven, I'll deal with tomorrow. Intercession. Intercession. Oh, there's so much information I have for you tomorrow. You just can't miss it on how to intercede. What is intercession? What does intercession really mean? Is it like you see people today where they scream and sweat and holler and they think God is deaf? Or they dance around and they sing and they think it's come some kind of a a, a party. No, intercession is what Moses experienced. What Jesus experienced in Gethsemane What the apostles experienced in in Acts 12 when they prayed for Peter to be free. Paul talks about intercession very, very clearly in Ephesians when when he calls it all prayer. All prayer is is intercession. And what is intercession? Okay, let's just go to Ephesians 6. Now, I'm going to deal with this tomorrow, so we're not going to deal with this today. I just want to prepare you, okay? Praying, I'm reading verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. So intercession is confession, supplication, adoration. You start with confession, you, you, you go into supplication, you go into worship. Now intercession is born, you go into communion, thanksgiving, and praise. That is the totality of what intercession really stands for. 
So there are seven. That's what all prayer means. All prayer. All prayer is confession, supplication, adoration, which will bring birth to intercession. From intercession, you go into fellowship and communion. From communion, you go into thanksgiving, and from there, you go into praise. And praise literally becomes an explosive weapon through you. Intercession always leads to praise. Always leads to praise. So that's for tomorrow. I'm not going to get into that now because there's so much I want to talk about when it comes to intercession. Lord, I give you the praise. Lord, I give you the glory. Thank you for your word. Now, Lord, your word says, let the word of Christ dwell richly within you. Let the word dwell richly within you. I pray your word will dwell richly, richly in every life, in every one of them, in every heart, with power, with power, in the mighty, glorious name of Jesus, with power. Lord, I pray 2023 will be their year of incredible freedom, glorious liberty, in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, I just feel to pray. Would you would, would you stretch your hands towards me? I'm stretching my hands towards you. Now, Lord, if that one is in bondage, release them from it. Release them from it. Whatever bondage they're struggling with, bring them to that freedom in the spirit. And I rebuke every bandage in their life in the name of Jesus. Lord, bring them into liberty for Jesus' sake. I give you the praise. Amen, amen. All right. Thank you for being with me. I pray this has been a blessing. And I pray that 2023 will be also a year of financial freedom. Not just, not just spiritual, not just emotional, not just physical, but also financial. Because I believe when we walk with God and and our soul prospers, our finances will prosper. And today I'm going to ask you to give. In, in faith believing that 2023 will be the year of liberty from debt. Liberty from debt. Debt is bondage, sweet people of God. Debt is bondage. God does not want us to be in debt ever, ever. There's only one way out. You live right and you give right. You live right for the Lord and you give right. And I've always said there's three keys when it comes to prosperity. Love the Lord with all your heart. I will give you substance, it says in Proverbs. I will cause those who love me to inherit substance, Proverbs 8. Two, love, love his word. This book of the law will not depart from your mouth and you'll prosper. And number three, you have to obey. As long as we obey, Job 36 says, we'll, we'll prosper. So we have to, to, to obey. And obedience is sacrificial. Obedience is an act of faith. So today it's time to really give to the Lord that 2023 will be a glorious year of liberty for you, financially, financially. Well, I pray you'll have a Fabulous Christmas, glorious Christmas, and a glorious new year. I 
Listen, I have been praying today. I prayed for Iran. I prayed for what's going on in Europe, that God will intervene in those situations. And I believe he will. I really believe he will. I believe 2023 will be a glorious year for the church, worldwide, worldwide. So let's prepare for it. In prayer, in living, and in giving. So you can give right now on the platform you're watching me on. The simplest is to go to our website, benin.org. Or you can text BHM45777. Or you can send by mail because the address in Dallas where our office is, is also on the screen for you. But I think the simplest really is our website. Just go to benin.org and it has it all there for you. Simple. Just follow the instructions on the screen. All right. Much love. And tomorrow, intercession. The power of intercession. And what is it? How do we really intercede? You're going to love tomorrow. And I pray you've been blessed so far this week with this teaching. Okay. Much love. Shalom.